Welcome back to Buffs and Nerfs, presented by the Mind Refinery. We got myself, Andrew Lanza, and Sam Hong. How you doing, buddy? I am doing hot and sweaty. How are you? Good, good. We're on a little hiatus. Um, I was a little hot and sweaty, also cold and sweaty. I had a little, little bout of the COVID. But, Sorry to hear uh, that. We're, I mean, it is what it is. Thank you, though. <laughs> uh, back with 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 them, good antibodies back stronger than ever. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 good to be back in the hot seat. Oh yeah, yeah, it is a hot seat today. First day of hot summer in Toronto. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I'm in a basement, so I'm 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 okay. I'm I'm big. Chill, I'm sort of half literally. below the ground, half above the ground, and it's it's getting muggy. Fans, are you talking about like literally or kind or like? Uh, no, well, technically, my head is below the ground. I'm sort of glancing over the side, that's why my voice might sound a little different. But like street level, I think if I've got the judge right, it's sort of like right at my eyeballs, sort of thing. Cool. Yeah. Uh, excellent. So today we're gonna do something a little bit different. I mean, we've kind of done something like this in the past in a roundabout way, but we're kind of gonna do like an autobiographical take on a video game series so it's almost kind of like we're gonna look at a video game series that came out when we were younger that has been consistently releasing games that you know pretty much to present day we're still playing and then kind of looking at you know what we were doing with our lives in our lives when those games came out you know just kind of how those uh, how those games impacted our lives potentially and how our lives impacted those games potentially who knows we're here to find out. But before that, we're just going to, I mean, we usually do some video game news, but <clears throat> we're not going to do that today. Instead, we're just going to, we're just going to, it's been a little while, so we're just going to be talking about what we've been playing lately. Uh, so Sam. Yo. What's, what's been on the docket for you? What have you been playing lately? Well, I've been playing three games really a lot lately. Uh, first three? of all, three, that's right. I have a lot of New time World. on my hands. Well, I have been playing a little bit of that, but not nearly as much. Game number one is uh, with friend of the show, Billy Hoosh. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty Vanguard. You know what? It's Sometimes it's just nice to drop into a five-minute match where you're shooting bullets at other people. It's, it's violent fun, and such as it is, it is a good way to waste time, and yeah. So I've been playing you that. You guys are playing on, uh, on PS5? Yeah, we're playing on PS5. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Big shout outs to to Billy Hoosh. Billy Hoosh. Big shout big shout outs to Baba too, of course. Of, of course, course, always. Of course. I, I hope he's doing well. Uh, but yeah, other than that, the other two games I've been playing are I picked up for like less than fifteen dollars on Steam. Jedi Fallen Order, the third person adventure kind of action. I've always game. wanted to play it. I've never played it. I thought you'd played it. No, no, no. Why did I think you'd played it? Huh. Um, I, I don't it's. Know. It's good. One thing that um, you need to be aware of if you're going to play it is it is a very, very light Souls-like. There is this whole, like, if you die, you have to respawn at the last save point, fight your way through the enemies that have all respawned, and then you, you just have to hit the guy who killed you once, and you get all your shit back, like all your XP and stuff. But it's... It, I'm playing it on the almost easiest level, like the second to easiest level, and it's still not hard, but... The save points are a little far from each other, so it's a little annoying. But other than that, it's it's actually a really good Star Wars yarn, and so far, I would uh, I'd highly recommend you check it out. I mean, even if you end up playing it on something like Story Mode, just because you don't like the uh, Souls like thing whatsoever, um, yeah, I, I would highly recommend it. Uh, I, I don't dislike that 
mechanic. Well, then it'll be fine for you. I think it would only be a problem if you were really against the Souls like uh, game style. Oh, you were saying like the general you, not like me specifically. Yeah, generally, like generally everyone. You, oh, but I okay, mean, okay. I guess I am talking mostly straight directly to you. But anyone listening, oh, so okay. if you if you like a challenging video game, definitely pick this up if you haven't already. But if you're like someone who just wants to sit down and enjoy it, like. I figure if you're looking for a Star Wars game, two games out right now that are very different but somehow the same is the Star Wars Lego tr- series. That's great for just like, oh, I just want to pick up and mess around with Star Wars. And then there's Jedi Fallen Order, which tells a much more complicated story, but is also significantly more challenging. Like, again, also, I, I, yeah, I mean, they're like a- kind of aiming at two different demographics. Yeah, also, the Jedi Fallen Order is like, what, three, four years old? Oh, yeah, old now it came out point? in, uh, I think I was just looking at it, I think it was like 2019, so it's like three years old now. And it still looks good. I do want to pick up that that uh, Skywalker Saga Lego Lego Star Wars at some point. Maybe, maybe after a little price drop. I, I, I played a Lego Star Wars and I had a ton of fun. And I, I think I, this was back like, oh God, this was a really long time ago. It was like, I think this might have been the first time they did one. And it was fun. I enjoyed it. Had a good time. Unlocked a bunch of guys. To, but I was sort of like, I don't think I ever need to play this again. I, I think I tried again several years ago and was just like, eh, yeah, they're not for I've me. I've played like a few random lego games like lego batman and some other ones and they're all like decently fun i hear this new one is kind of like a little bit like it's like evolved a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah as i said as i said i wouldn't pay 80 dollars for it but you know maybe on a price drop you know 30 bucks in a year or something like that oh yeah 100 heck i would even do that for like 20 or 30 bucks next year and i know i'm hogging so i'll get to your games in a second but there's one last game i want to throw a pitch out to and it's a game called dorf romantic it is made by German people in uh, Germania, Germany. Um, and it's this really simple game of basically you get these hex tiles that you have to put next to each other to form a region of land. But you want to match like forests to forests and towns to towns that are on the edges. And I, you know what? It is a fun, simple, chill game that I find myself losing many hours to. It's it's just a Dorf Romantic, I'm going to spell it out because it's not an English spelling. D-O-R-F-R-O-M-A-N-T-I-K, which translates in German to Village Romance. Uh, yeah, it's it's a great little sort of puzzle game. Um, if you've ever played the board game Carcassonne, you'll recognize it t- immediately. 100% recommend it, and it was also super cheap as well. It was like 12 bucks. Uh, but I have gone on too long. Those are the perfect games, the ones that are like easy to pick up, hard to put down, like easy, yeah. easy to easy to pick up, hard to master. You know what I mean? Not even that hard to master, really. It's just kind of fun. Oh, OK. It's sort of like you have a random stack of tiles and every time you get a new tile, you have to kind of figure out, OK, where am I going to place this to make the most points? Uh, it's really good. Like, And it's also super chill. Like, it's very like there's no like the music is just like. Like, you know, sort of like really chill music, very chill vibe. And yeah, it's great. I, I, I can't recommend this enough to anybody out there who's looking for a game to play that's kind of fun and you can stop at any time because it'll just like remember where you are. You know, like that sort of thing. It's a very chill game. Uh, but it is now but almost seven straight minutes, it seems, of me talking about myself, uh, which while I love to do that, is also boring for the listeners. So, Andrew, what have you been playing? So, as I said, I was um, kind of just curled up with my Victorian wasting disease. Mm. Um, pretty much my hands only left my Switch to pick up a mug of Neo Citrin. I was just playing Switch, like, the entire time. Like, I was... One like, game, I was working from games? Home. Like, yeah, that's... A, I'm 
tons tons of games like i've just been uh i was just like rocking through a bunch of um like retro games and stuff one game that i played all the way through was earthbound um never played earthbound before obviously i've heard all the hype over the years it's like the most kind of um like what's what's the word i'm looking for um cult it's like it's like the most like cult status game of all time almost and playing it i can see how at the time it was like very like revolutionary very mm-hmm. different very quirky and how a lot of games that i've played since especially undertale like were heavily heavily influenced by earthbound it was really good um it's it, it just got released for the uh switch online there's like a little app on the switch that you can play like all the super nintendo games there's like a genesis app there's an nes app uh there's an n64 app which is there's like seven games for but the snes one while like just before i got COVID, i think i, I think i started playing it and yeah i i played that all the way through loved it it had it it definitely a lot of times had design choices that like really aggravated me <laughs> like just for instance like if you're if one of your like healing your party at a at a hotel like in most rpgs or most games if your party member is dead or they have some sort of sickness or whatever they have low hp low magic whatever you go to the hotel that fixes everything you go to sleep that fixes everything in this game it's two separate things death and also like like status status effects effects. yeah status effects like you know mute poison they have a whole bunch of weird ones in this one you can get like home in this game you can get homesick and you like miss a bunch of attacks and your attacks are lower so you literally have to call your mom to like fix your homesickness that one i get that was kind of fun yeah so but they have like two separate things where it's like if you're sick or you have a status ailment or death which counts as a status ailment you have to go to a hospital so there's times where you have like an inn but you don't have a hospital in the area you're at so it's like your character would die or they would get some weird sickness and you would have to trek literal in-game time like i don't know like like five or seven minutes you're just walking fighting random enemies too like you're just like trying to stay alive and like to to get to a hospital to like heal your guy up but anyway other than those few design choices it it was a really fun game the characters are great the the ending was really weird i sent you that video the final boss is is odd but yeah so that that was a lot of fun i played that one all the way through um and then I also uh, watched the new episode. This is just recent where I watched. I don't know if I've mentioned him to you before on YouTube. He uh, His YouTube channel is the Internet Historian. Have I? Sorry, not the Internet Historian. The Gaming Historian. Internet Historian is a different mm, I've heard YouTube of him, channel. but I mean, I, I, I probably you mentioned to him. Yeah. Yeah. So the Gaming Historian, he does a lot of great long form content. I'll shout out his channel for sure. As I said, Gaming Historian, if you want to uh, jump into an episode, uh, his one on Tetris is really fucking good. He does like a whole background on Tetris and he like commissioned like an animator to do like all these like little um, uh, kind of like stills for it that kind of like depict the creation, how it was like created at like a like a Russian university. And Anyway, so he released a new episode on Super Mario World and I was like, oh God, I need to play me some Super Super Mario World. So, like, after I watched the episode, I picked up my Switch and sixty-four. Up super, uh, no, that's a Super Nintendo one. Okay, uh, Mario sixty-four is the uh, is right. The, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Continue. No, no, no problem, no problem. Uh, so, yeah, Super Mario World booted that up, and I could not stop playing it. So I went through and I beat it all the way through, got to the end, uh, beat it, and I realized that I had uh, one one percent missing because once you like 
finish the game, your percentage, it's 96. It's not percentage, but it's like 96 exits. Um, and then you get like a little star beside the number. And I was like, oh man, like I'm missing one. And I'm like, you know what? I remember like I used to play Super Mario World all the time as a kid. I never had that last exit. So I literally went online. And like, obviously when I was a kid, I was playing this in like 92, I think 93, probably no, like probably like 91. So I was playing this in like 91, 92. Right. So like, so the internet was in magazines. Well, that I was about to say. So it's like, I couldn't just look up like, like, you know, internet help, whatever. It wasn't as prevalent. Obviously the internet existed. It just wasn't, you know, everywhere like it is now. So now, obviously I literally looked up like, missing one exit super mario world and it's like every single per every single post was like yep it's this exit you missed it's this exit you missed so it was so funny that now like the game came out in like 91 so what like how many years later i'm finally like finishing the game so i and this is 100 the exit because i i just this game is like mapped to my brain except i didn't know about this exit because the, the the mechanic in this game is like each level is either a yellow or red has a yellow or red dot for each level the yellow ones have one exit the red ones have two but the ghost houses aren't color coded but some of the ghost houses have secret exits so the one ghost house i missed was the one that i missed as a kid because as i was doing it i was like i this like this is brand new to me i watched a youtube video how to do it you had to like control these coins to like build a staircase up and then hit a p switch whatever i had never done this so like that's how i knew that this was this <laughs> exit that i'm missing now was the one that i was missing as a kid did it got this 96 star beside my number when i start the game and it was just like the flood of like satisfaction that that like it took as i said so so it's 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 2022 so like pretty much 30 years it was it's been 30 years it took me to like fully beat that game and then i as i was sitting there like i was just like yes 30 years later i did it i i will point out that it well yes it took you 30 years to finish that game it's not like that was the only thing you did for 30 years so i mean congratulations uh do you thank you you for pointing that out to listeners (laughs) i did not only play mario world for 30 years no but i mean i have played that game countless times even this past summer there was a super nintendo at a at a friend's cottage i was staying at and then my friend and i duncan we had beat the game not 100 we we started and got to the ending as fast as possible because you could kind of like take a backdoor detour through star road and like do this like kind of like roundabout shortcut way and then like end up at the final boss and you and we beat the game in like an hour and 10 minutes i don't know hour and 15 minutes like it was like just over an hour so yeah so it's like i have played this game many times i had it on like wii u i had it on like 3ds i had like the game boy advance version whatever anyway we're getting more into the autobiography that's that's a different game anyway so the last game i've been playing is uh final fantasy 7 i had just like earthbound i had never played final fantasy 7 i'm a big fan of the final fantasy series i played you know the ones for super nintendo i played final fantasy 8 i played final fantasy 12 tactics crystal chronicles whatever i'm a fan of the series had never played the big one final fantasy 7 so as i'm playing through that now i'm like god damn i wish i played this as a kid is are you playing the remake are you playing the original the original, the original. Um, sorry, good, good point. I should have pointed that out. I'm playing it for Switch. Uh, they had a sale where like all the Final Fantasy games. It's like it's the original. It like the I can definitely tell the character models are cleaned up a little bit. Um, but it's like it's very much the original. There is one thing where you can like turn off random battles and you can also like speed it up three times. So it's like there are some like 
like when you do summons and stuff, it's like this huge cutscene yeah. every time of like this big monster attacking. So it's like so great to hit the times three. So instead of taking like thirty seconds, as I said, you know, divided by three times, it's like ten seconds. But anyway, and then like the random battle sometimes, I like. I like grinding, so I'm not somebody that's just going to turn it off. But, like, sometimes you're just exploring the map, and you're just constantly, like, every three seconds getting attacked. So just, like, turn off the random battles for a bit. Explore the map, whatever. Yeah, kind of fun. turn it back on when you get back into the grind. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, I'm just mostly turning them off when I'm, like, like, all right, what's going on? Because so many times, too, it's like I'm exploring, fight a battle, go back to the map, and it's kind of like, all right, where, which way was I heading now kind of thing, especially when I'm, like, new to the area. Mm-hmm. But... It's a massive game. I looked online. I think like the average playtime is 160 hours or something like that. I'm like 25 hours in. And like, as I said, the, like if I was playing this, like right as I'm playing it now, like, yes, this game is good. Obviously it's dated, but you have to look at it with like, you know, kind of like those glasses of like that mindset of being in the time. But if I was playing that as a kid, like when I was playing PlayStation games, like Metal Gear Solid, whatever, if that was on the docket, I don't know why I never got it. It was always cheap. I don't know why. I have no idea. It just, I just wish I played it as a kid. That's all I could say as, as I'm playing it. I would have thought it was so fucking cool. Maybe Hideo Kojima was all like, I'm going to release my Metal Gears at the same time as every Final Fantasy. <laughs> That'll keep Andrew from playing that series. I don't think, I think, I think Final Fantasy was like almost a launch title. I have no idea. I'm like, I could be completely wrong. But I think Final Fantasy VII came out before b- before Metal Gear. But what I, was I that? Final Fantasy VII was Super Nintendo or? No, Final Fantasy, Fantasy the, the, uh, PlayStation. This is all PlayStation. PlayStation. God. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's um. So yeah, I I I didn't have an N sixty four. I had I had a PlayStation growing up, so I was playing all the PlayStation games. And that's why I was like, I don't know why I didn't. I mm. I don't know. I I think I got into RPGs a little bit late. I you know no, that's a lie. I played so many on Super Nintendo. I don't know why. Anyway, that as far as that, I've been playing lots of other games on you know retro gaming whatever. We'll move on. It's been far too long. All right, so I played another game called Making Coffee. Here's what it sounds like. How'd it go? Mm. Ah, went great i think we should have more slurping into the mic don't do it so moving Please, on to our topic of you know autobiographical games kind of looking at games over the ages and how they mm-hmm. uh you know impacted our life and what we we're doing at that time my game i'll just say and then i'll throw it off to you uh just to just to tease uh, <laughs> uh my game is mario kart played it all through my life but having said that i'll throw it to you what is your game uh well first of all is that a tease you're just saying what it is you were like my game is a fast game well i'm not going to talk about it yet oh that's okay. how i'm teasing it oh I'm okay so, it uh, right, sure uh my game that has sort of chronicle chronicle or game series yeah game series well it's kind of funny game or game series it's always referred to by the same name uh is civilization for the pc i've been playing that since the first one when uh my father or my mother i think it was my dad i can't remember who brought home the game installed it because he was i think it was my dad because i know he's a big fan of railroad tycoon that came before it from micropose and this is of course if you haven't don't know the series uh a series where you basically start off as a neolithic tribes person with a, a warrior with a club and a settler that for some reason in the original one looks like a covered wagon from the 1800s but you know a settler and Ooh, excuse me, sir. Maybe I shouldn't have drunk that coffee that fast. Uh, yeah, and then uh, you basically expand. You build cities. Cities allow you to have, have people. People bring money and technology research. And then as it goes, eventually the end goal being to either A, conquer the world, B, 
get into space usually and then by the end of the series the most recent version you know uh, conquer the world culturally conquer the world through tourism conquer the world through religion conquer the world through stopping pollution getting a un vote it's it's a series that's expanded over the years but um so should i start by talking about the uh, the first sort of the first chunk of civilization games that i considered these were sort of my teenage to early adulthood years does that make sense yeah cool. all right yep, yep. and i will so the first two civilizations, Civilization and Civilization II, uh, came out in 1991 and 1996, respectively. In 91, I was just starting high school, uh, a handsome blonde guy with uh, Bill Gates glasses and a Bill Gates bull job. Bold, Did you? Bull job. Like the, not, it wasn't like complete bull job, but it was more sort of like a, it started as a bull job in the front and it kind of just became a little bit more normal in the back. Uh, <laughs> oh, and uh, I I think I might have still had braces, but I wasn't wearing the neck gear and headgear. You had gear. braces? Yeah. Yeah. I had braces too. Oh my God. Twins. Uh, I, didn't know you had bra- I didn't know you had braces. Well, I mean, we're, you know what? Look we don't at, often talk us. about we're dental learning. history. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll call my doctor. I'll have my entire medical uh, history sent to you and stuff like that. Brace buddies. Uh, brace buddies. There you go. Did you have headgear and neck gear? No. I just you had braces. You didn't have braces. Yeah, I'm gatekeeping braces. You, you, I was about to you had railroad tracks. Ooh, that's so hard covering it up with by just keeping my mouth shut, not walking to school looking like you've got some kind of weird thing and it clunks into the side and the jams into holes and a little losing back of your Anyways, the Civilization series was developed by Sid Meier from basically. Do we have lawyers? Uh, I mean, I do. No, I don't. Mm. Well, conjecture is that hypothetically, possibly, we're not saying he did. He stole it, in theory, impossibility from a board game called of the same name that was published by Avalon Hill. Uh, this was actually a legal thing that I'll show up later in the discussion. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's basically the first one was the idea. You had this giant grid map of a world with different terrain. You exploit the terrain. You mine the hills. You cut down the forests. You sail the seas you walk across grassy plains going can't wait to put farms here and then you uh, expand your civilization conquer your neighbors and uh grow the world and it's uh it was my first game that i played where it it really had this and i i'm i'm certain you had something similar on console games where it was like oh i'm just gonna do one more thing and then i'm going to bed and then suddenly it's three o'clock in the morning right you know those kinds of games you have anything like that where it's like you're like oh no, I'm just I, the, one more the thing. The most recent thing I can think of is Breath of the Wild for that. But then that's exactly what it's like. It's sort of like it's one of those games that where you're just like, you, okay, I'm just gonna hit enter one more time, see what happens one more turn. Oh, they just researched uh, railroads. Interesting. Now I can expand. Okay, I'll set these guys man. That oh wait, did I just learn how to? And make it's four in the morning. And it's four in the morning. Yeah. So um, that was the first one. The first one's very like pixel graphics very rudimentary the second one though boo boy we're talking isometric graphics still 2d but oh, 2d shit. and i believe at that point 2.5 super VGA, D, baby super vga graphics that's right uh it was actually civilization 2 i have a friend who took an old computer from a, one of his friends friend of the show dave who i believe listens hey dave um Shout and i dave. believe he took an old computer that some do you say who's dave I said Shadow Dave. Oh, Shadow Dave, indeed. Sorry. Uh, something's weird with my headphones. It's like I can't hear anything. And he took an old computer and it now just runs Civilization 2. Because Civilization 2 was kind of... Civilization... The first one was good. But Civilization 2, which came out in 96 as I was entering my working years and being my life as a bike career, was 
crazy addictive. It was just like that one was like you would I'd wake up, start playing, and then suddenly it'd be dinner time, and then like I'd eat and then go back to playing and then go to bed. Like it was just nonstop because every turn you're just like, oh, one more turn, one more turn. I got a giant map. I got oh, I got to move my sodas here. That game series and that was their first years when they were just being published by Microprose. It was very sort of stripped down to what it would eventually become, but it was entertaining. It was a fun way to pass the time, and you know, it's sort of something like. Uh, Everybody in my family played the first Civilization. And even Civilization 2, my dad played. Like, we all oh, that's played it. So it was kind of like... I'm not saying that we all sort of gathered around, like, some kind of mid-80s Atari ad where everybody's got their hands around each other on the couch watching somebody <laughs> playing fucking Pitfall. But, you know, like... It, have we, you seen that picture? Just as a side, have you seen a picture of, like, the mom with the Game Boy with her kids all around her as she's, like, beating a level for them? I... Like from the I 80s probably have, 90s. and even if I haven't, I get a hundred percent picture. You know what I mean? Like there was there was a whole thing in the eighties where like video games are going to be this big family thing where everyone's going to be like hanging around and happy to watch one person play. Yeah, that's not that's not really how it works. Like we, I remember we had a computer at home. We'd have times like I would play for a bit, and then my sister would play, and then my dad would play. Like it sort of it was like yeah. It, also, I feel like you're playing on computer. It's it's a bit different on computer because, yeah. like, back in the day, you put that in an office usually. You're kind of tucked away in a corner while, like, consoles are, like, more part of the mainstay of the room. Like, yeah. they're attached to the TV, which is, like, the TV is, like, the focal point. So I feel like with console gaming, it was a little bit more of, like, a family thing. Not to say that it was 100%, but I'm going to say it maybe veered a little bit more that way compared to uh, PC gaming back in the 90s. Yeah, no, I, I would say that's correct. Like, we had ours in the corner of the dining room when we were living in Cavendish when we first moved. Second move when we got back to Toronto. We moved to Toronto in 20... Oh, I'm not going to dox myself too much. I'm not going to give away information. So I live in Belize. And, yeah, it was just kind of like the chair, the desk, and the computer over in the corner of the dining room sort of thing. So I, I you're, you're right. It's not. It doesn't have the same social thing as... Uh, uh, what you would call it is like a console, but I will say like we all, everybody in the family, and I think including my mom, though she wasn't as much of a gamer I think as other as myself and my dad and my sister. We just loved playing Civilization, and we played a lot of it. And then Civ Two, I don't know if my sister was so much uh, into it at that point, but me and my dad definitely played a lot. So it's kind of like my late teen- teenage years bonding with my dad in the sense of, oh, he's playing a game I like. I wish he'd get off the computer so I could play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's relate. that's that's the first chunk of the civilization experience. It was uh, my formative years where I realized that I wanted my own computer. That's pretty much what I learned from that game. How about well, you? If you, work, <laughs> if you work, you work hard enough. One day you will get your own computer. I did. I think. Look at you. No way. Did my parents buy me my first computer when I moved down? Oh. My first computer was a, a fucking compact Presario. Fucking I, that ivory yellow gray white i don't know what you want to call that beige beige thank you perfect (laughs) uh and yeah that thing was was wrong yeah it looks like it's kind of been kept in a room with people smoking not for too long but for a little longer than it should have yeah why was this why was that the standard color it's like hey let's make this look like it's been used for seven years i I think it's got to be something where they didn't want computers in homes to be intrusive so they said let's give them the same color scheme as people's whose walls are sort of like an off-white beige who are just like I, you know yeah, i don't want white a- but I, I don't want to be too far from a white wall either i just want they're something already plain. scary and imposing enough let's make yeah. them like as accessible as possible now like computers are like 
RGB fucking like water cooling. My computer does all these colors that I don't see because it sits over to the side. It's just like, yeah, my computer. Like the one thing I know is it is handy because I know if I'm mine has a glass door, I can see everything. Oh well, I mine does too, except it's facing away from me. But the one I see has got like a thing on the top, like a what do you call like a mesh, if you will. And I know my computer's on because I see the green, red, and very like expansive orange light has turned on. I'm like, okay, there we go. Even when mine's off, the graphics card is still. Doing oh yeah, my, well that, again, so. my, mine's got another system. Anyways, computers. Lost, yeah, we're we're getting Shut a little up. off talk there. So we're we're out to lunch. Yes, but, both highly oh, Look at this. The boss is tapping the watch, so we got to come back from lunch. Oh god. All right. Yeah, I'm getting that wrap it up sign. Yeah. All right. So what's the opposite of my... the stretch sign? It's like pushing it together. I don't know. It's a wrap it up sign. Like okay. the fucking swirling the finger. Wrap it up. Anyway, so yeah, so my game as I had teased earlier. Uh, is Mario Kart. So, um, as I said, back in the day, I was, uh, I was a big Super Nintendo kid. Uh, that was my first console. I have uh, mentioned that on the podcast many a time. So the very first uh, game that I played, again, I mentioned earlier, was Super Mario World. But uh, soon after, I remember renting a little game called Super Mario Kart. Now, at the time, so I played F-Zero, ton of fun. Uh I was used to these old school NES games where like racing games were not it. Like it was like a top down or like kind of like an isometric view, like a 2.5 isometric view of like one, like it was just like a fixed camera and you like drove around the track kind of like, like the RC revenge, like revenge style, whatever that game was called. Anyway, so I played F-Zero and I was like, holy shit, this game is incredible. Um, It had like the mode seven where it had like the scaling background where it's like the background was the track. So it gave the illusion that you were driving along a track, but it was just like, you know, it's, it's, it's forced perspective. Mm -hmm. So long story short, F-Zero was a great game. It was one player. Okay. That was a launch title. Great. Whatever. So I um a little while later, as I said, uh, there was uh, Mario Kart was released. I rented that from Video Ninety Nine, and my goodness, my little brain was blown. Yeah, my brother and I, always a favorite of the of the Lanza household, was the two player game where you could play at the same time. So you had my brother and I playing Mario Kart together, ton of fun, just having a blast, just couldn't believe like this was gaming like now you play it it's like ooh, this game's rough like the handling is super slippery whatever but we loved it so much so after renting it soon after i don't know the next game we got the next christmas or whatever mario kart was at the top of the list got that shit played the f out of it 150 cc that was the way to go mm-hmm we, we we loved it. Lo- loved it to death. After that was Mario Kart 64. Mario Kart 64. So the, the original Mario Kart, um, I was playing that when I was in like grade one, grade two kind of um, era. Uh, Mario Kart 64 came out in 96. So that was middle school. So as I said, so when 64 uh, came out, I, I had jumped from Super Nintendo to PlayStation. So I had only played Mario Kart 64 at like friends' houses and like obviously now like it, you know retro gaming it's big whatever like i've played it a bunch but it didn't resonate with me as much as some of the other mario kart games did again big shout outs to mario kart 64 it was like it's it, that is the first one like the rest of the series is predicated pretty much on mario kart 64 mario kart like the original one for snes it's almost like a different beast where the 64 one is 
kind of like the standard moving forward from that point. Is it like the uh, the template that all other successive Mario Karts would look back at that one and say, how are we comparing to this? Mm, or we're basing ourselves on that? Or has it changed a lot like, over the years? Well, I guess we'll get to that. It, yeah, it, it, it has and it hasn't. Like, it's always like, it always evolves. Every iteration, there's always an evolution in some way. But I would say it's like the SNES one was this like, kind of like very limited by the hardware. It's like limited in in just the scope, really by the hardware so it's like it is kind of its own beast where it's like if you play that it's kind of like its own little kind of category while it's like the n64 one you're like this is this is speaking my language this Mm -hmm. is speaking the same language as the rest of the mario kart games you know what i mean yeah it's very much like it's the blueprint for the rest of the series well actually oh sorry go ahead no go ahead go ahead ahead. oh i was just gonna say as an aside and the n64 mario kart is actually one that myself uh back when i started hanging out with friend of the show dave and his friends and such uh we played a fuck ton of that for like a year and a half like it was it was it's great i'm right there with you n64 mario kart was good uh and i have no apology to everyone who ever played with me because i would just sit on the character select screen selecting and unselecting uh wario constantly going (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i'm looking at the waveforms on my monitor that guy that looks just annoying but yeah great game mario 64 sorry yeah didn't mean to interrupt as i said i i played it a bunch at friends houses i played it on emulators i played it you know in college whatever i played it a ton but it didn't resonate with me as much so there was also a one for game boy advance which i never owned the one for game boy advance so i can't really speak on that but that brings us to the next one 2003 mario kart double dash now let me tell you double dash was my shit so this shit came out 2003 so i'm in high school I remember when this came out. I never owned a GameCube. Still have... Actually, that's a lie. Now I do own a GameCube, but I bought it at like a vintage video game show and it stays on for like 15 minutes and then just shuts off. And I was like, God damn it. (laughs) So anyway, so I I was going to say I've never owned a a GameCube, but that is a lie. I technically in my closet... You've never owned a completely functioning GameCube. Yes. There we go. Perfect. So anyway, so at the time, my buddy Jeff... Big shout outs, Jeff. Shout outs, Jeff. Um, he owned a GameCube, and he, I spent, like, him and I, like, were casual friends in high school. And then we were, like, we were casual friends. His group hung out, hung out like, my, his group of friends hung out with my group of friends. We were friendly, whatever. We were stuck in the same law class together, I remember. And we didn't know anybody else, so we just naturally gravitated toward each other. Just like, hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, yeah. We had to do a group project. We went to work on it. We're like, oh, after school, you want to work on this project? He's like, yeah. Like, where do you live? We found out we lived literally a two-minute walk from each other. So, like, it was kind of like the stepbrothers. Did we just become best friends? Yep. So, it was, like, pretty much from then on out, from, like, once we found out we lived two minutes away from each other, like, I just spent, like, my time at his house playing (laughs) GameCube nonstop. So, we played a ton of games, like, uh, like, fucking uh paper mario golden eye I, I no no this was this was uh gamecube so golden oh, eyes for us uh, right 64. of course sorry sorry gamecube yeah so rogue squadron i don't know just a, Ooh, a shit squadron, ton of a, yeah the rogue squadron two and three just a shit ton of games for gamecube and one of them was double dash and like let me tell you we played so much fucking double dash we played so much against each other whatever now how i mentioned earlier about how double dash evolves on sorry 
excuse me, Mario Kart evolves on, you know, the existing blueprint after on every iteration. So how Double Dash worked was you had two drivers per cart. That had never happened before. So if you're playing by yourself, you can have two drivers. You can have two items. You can switch drivers. So it's like, okay, the back driver has an item. You can switch drivers. Now the back driver has no item. And then the front driver has an item that you can use. The back driver can now pick up a new item, whatever. And then you can switch items by switching drivers. The drivers had specific items. So if you were like, you know, the turtle, you got a bunch of turtle shells. If you were Mario, you got a bunch of mushrooms and stars and firepower. It's like if you were, you know, Bowser, you got like a giant chain chomp, like whatever. It was like they were thematically themed to the drivers. So there was a mode where two people could drive in the same car. So Jeff and I were like mind melded. We were like fucking just zeroed in on each other. Where like if we were playing together, so it would always be he would take the first lap. I would take the second lap and then whoever did better would take the third lap. So as you're driving, the person in the, yeah. And as you're, so as like the front driver is driving and the back driver is in control of the items, but the, also the back driver can do like a little kind of side swipe to kind of like, if you're like the driver can drive up beside another car and then you can do like a side swipe and then you kind of like sideswipe the other car do like a pit maneuver and you steal the guy's item and they spin out. So it got to the point where like, he would just like kind of like drive up to a car or like I would just drive up to a car and like we wouldn't have to say anything. It would just be like a side swipe, like just instantly, like if I were pressing it, he would press it or like vice versa. Or like there'd be times where like you would be about to fall off the cliff and then the other person would like side swipe the other way to like, you know, get back on track. And it would just be like such a clutch maneuver. Mm. And then it would, and then the rule was if you did a big fuck up, you instantly had to like switch. And it would just, if you fucked up, you do, you just switched. You like, you press the button and then the other person would just be pressing the button to switch. Cause to switch, you had to like both press it at the, like the same right. time. There's a generous window to switch. Like it didn't have to be like, but it had to be consensual. You couldn't force somebody into exactly. one position. Right. But if, but if you fucked up, you just knew, like you just knew right away. It's <laughs> like, as soon as you fuck up, you're instantly pressing the switch button to give the other person the, the, the drive. And then it was, there was never an argument for the third lap too. It was always like somebody, like we always knew who got the third lap. It's like, yep. Yeah, oh yeah. You did better. Or like, you know, some, sometimes he's better at one course. So he would pretty much always get the third lap. Sometimes, you know, I would get the third lap if I was the best at one course. Anyway. So long story short, we just had a, we just had a shit ton of fun. Anytime we versed each other, he would beat me. He would beat me. He would beat me over and over and over and over again. Like, I would beat him in a race or two, whatever. Like, that's no problem. But, like, in a cup, he would always beat me 100% of the time. So, I remember I finally one time beat him legit in a cup. Like, completely legit. No, like, like not, like, there's no, like, kind of, like, sketchy, like, oh, I got, like, a blue shell at the end and won every race or something. Or, like, oh, I got, like, a star at the end. Or, like, oh, he got, five. like, it was a legit win. And I remember he had a whiteboard, and I put, like, some random huge number, like, like, 9 billion, 400 million, blah, 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 to one. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yes. Yes, that is, that is my one win. My one legit well, win. Well, that's infinitely more than zero. So you increased by an over an infinite amounts so congratulations hell yeah anyway so that is like the early years of like you know adolescence into like high school i'll get into like the handhelds like on the next one but i'll throw it back to you Mm -hmm. so you had you know one and two what what was what was the next iteration well i assume three spoiler alert uh and then a four actually is sort of the next thing but here's i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna tease that i'm I'm gonna no because I'm, i'm throwing some shit your way so the middle era if you will of civilization was civilization 
three and at the end of it civilization four which was technically starting in there but whatever uh but i don't want to talk about that i want to talk about civilization's best game 1999 civilization released uh sid meyer released civilization alpha centauri the game where instead of being on earth and using a historical like you know the chinese the indians the uh english whatever germans um civilization you actually go into settled a planet in alpha centauri where uh what you do is you basically choose a, almost a faction now this was more like a traditional kind of like there's a military faction and a research faction and the economy faction and um uh, the one i always played as was the human hive which was more of a collectivist faction it was sort of like you know there is no individual there's only the group uh sort of thing and it was great like this was this took what civilization had had before which is basically units moving around a map to claim territory and then fighting other units from opposing factions that's that's just what the, it boils down to basically and then you try to develop your tech faster and everything. but this one actually had an two interesting things to it one it was one of the first games i know where it introduced components like you could have an air tank and the other guy would have an air tank or hover tank i guess they were called um but you might have like ooh, but mine's got this kind of shielding but this one's using this kind of weapon you know there was a bit of that kind of like it wasn't just oh he's got a tank i know exactly what that's like because i have them it started becoming a bit more you had to decide what to do and also the different was it kind of like was it kind of like a paper scissor rock mechanic um i think it wasn't quite even that developed like it wasn't like the traditional kind of like you know bullets are good against armor but weak against shields lasers are good against shields but weak against armor it wasn't something like that it was more like one would attack oh god i should have done way more research on this part of it but it, and it may have just simply been one was more powerful no, than the other you don't have to do research into specific troop <laughs> hold on a second everybody let's like just pause the podcast as, as i look this up real time we'll just bear with me okay can't so. believe can't believe you didn't do your research Sam. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted with myself unbelievable i i, I think anyway, go on, the, go on, the parts go on. may have been more just like this is a better whatever than this but it did mean that like if you were focused on like researching lasers you would have this really strong laser but you might not have the engines because that was another science branch or something so you might not move as fast but you hit really hard that sort of thing but the other cool thing that it had was there on the planet there was this terrain type like there was forests and hills and stuff pretty traditional train types from civilization it was basically the civilization 2 engine modified or adapted to this new world but what they added was a train type called the worms or the growth and what it was was it was basically like this uh as you progress through a game you you realize that the sort of covering this whole surface is sort of like tubular pink growth that is actually a sort of sentient organism that's the size of the planet and you kind of decide what you're going to do with it some people would clear it all and exterminate it all and then like you know to conquer the planet other people would merge with it some people would use it to the psychic powers you developed to ascend like become beings of pure thought it just added this really weird thing and it also had a very like going with the whole design ethos of the game following that thread of what you just how you decided to deal with this planet that you were colonizing it was like stories. There were little moments, like little sort of like two or three big paragraphs of chunky text just saying like, you know, you are standing at your thing and you blah, blah, blah. Citizen Frank comes up and says, did, did, did the other games have? A no, no, they them? don't really have. The other games are pretty cut and dry. Like you're focused on the mechanics okay, okay. of running a civilization. The only thing even remotely story like is, oh, somebody comes up and offers you a trade deal or declares war on you. Like, you're really more balancing, basically, the, the internal mechanics of to keep your civilization growing and expanding versus 
others competing for the same resources. Uh, there's world wonders, which are kind of like these special things you can only build once, like the pyramids or uh, the hanging gardens of Babylon. The Sea Tower actually shows up in a recent version of the game as one. But no, they didn't have like a full-on story, like moments where like you hear it read text, where it's like literally describing you waiting for something to happen. It's like, oh, we're... It, it was a very stylistic uh, way of doing it. And also the whole game's visual design was very sort of... I don't know what the style is called, and I want to say minimalist or even possibly not brutalist like the architecture, but like, um, you know, those signs on bathrooms where like people are just like a circle with, you know, rounded oval legs and arms kind of thing. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm playing final fantasy. I know about that. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, it was kind of like that. It was kind of like all those like caution signs and stuff you see up, like don't slip, uh, you know, surf slippery surface kind of signs, men, women's washrooms, whatever. It had that kind of design ethos along with every time you built one of this game's world wonders, you would have this uh, little kind of FMV uh, movie. Pl- oh, well, no, it's just animated. I don't think, I think I can show the useful motion video. But um, it, long story short, and it's taken me way too long. I, I'm almost done. Alpha Centauri was one of the first times that I played a game where it wasn't just, oh, I understand what the mechanics are here. I'm trying to beat the mechanics and or game the mechanics in order to get a thing. And, but whereas where it was more like, oh, you know what? I'm actually felt like I was in charge of a civilization. Like it didn't, because in the game Civilization, Civilization 2, there was no difference whether you chose to play as the Mongols or the Aztecs or the Romans or the Egyptians or whoever. It was just a color, right? Like, especially in the first one, it was just like, oh, you know what? Whether you're Russia or America, you're exactly the same. You start off with the same units and the worlds are random, but. You know, like, there really wasn't much difference between the factions. This was the first time that the factions had unique personalities. And also, one of the first times that it started feeling like while I was controlling a, uh, this growth of a civilization, it, like, I felt like it was a part of it. Like, I felt almost like role-playing in the fact, like, oh, no, now I really do feel like the leader of a group rather than some guy staring at a screen trying to make the numbers work in his favor. Uh, so, yeah. So, Civilization Three, I played. It was good. Came out two years after Alpha Centauri. And Civilization Four was... was I, I remember playing, but the truth is three and four really blur together for me. They they seem like four almost seems just like a slightly graphically better version of three. Uh, I think four added religion, but in this whole mid period, which lasts from about the late the mid nineties till the mid two thousand mid aughts, I guess we call them. This was sort of when I started work, and then pretty much up until the time of my accident in two thousand four. Sorry, as I was starting to enter the workforce and doing stuff, uh, I, I often like to uh, chill out with a civilization game. And Alpha Centauri did not leave my computer for years. It was it was great. Sorry, kind of rambling talk about there, but basically no, sci-fi civilization. Dude, hello, oh, this is this so is good. this is what the this this is what the podcast is. This is ramble the I'll, episode. I'll say right now, if I, anyone I, can do it and has an interest in it, go get it. Alpha Centauri is still great. It still works as a game. And I am done. Andrew, what were you doing during your middle years? Well, so that that was like my ad- adolescence, like like a uh, kid into teen. I I did I didn't talk about. So there was also the DS version, Mario Kart DS, is what it was called. <laughs> I was like, what was it called? Whoa, what a strange uh, name for it. Yeah, so there was the Mario Kart DS, which was for the handheld DS. I remember playing that one a shit ton. I remember being specifically in high school in math class, 
And in the math class I was in, I remember there was like two or three other kids with DSs. And I remember we would like prop up our like textbooks in front of us and it was all over Bluetooth. So we would just like sit there in math class with like our textbooks in front of us, like head down, like we're studying and we're all just there playing Mario Kart against each other. How were your math grades? Oh, I failed. I, 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 like, funny you should Me ask. Me too. I, I won. I, no, this wasn't grade nine. This was grade 11 math, I think. I don't even think I went that far. This was one, I 100% failed that class and then went to summer school. Anyway, so yeah, so we would be playing in math class and then it would, it would just be silent. And then like somebody would get hit by like a red shell or something. You'd hear like in like the back corner, somebody like whisper like, fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. It was just like, it was just such a great, you know, it was so much fun. And like, I didn't even really, I remember I didn't really know these kids that well. I just, they had DSs and I had a DS. So like, we're just like, yeah, let's play Mario Kart. Fucking great. So that, that was like a lot of fun. I remember playing, um, I remember when I went to college, I, I had my 3DS and I remember, uh, playing a lot of, uh, bu- a buddy named Matt. Him and I would play, uh, we would just literally look at each other and just do like a thumb motion, thumbs, or like we would just text each other thumbs and then like mm-hmm. we would play Mario Kart. Cause you could play, um, also the DS, you could play over Wi-Fi as well. So if, even if you weren't sitting beside each other to play over Bluetooth, you could play over Wi-Fi, even if you weren't, you know, whatever. So him and I in class, in college or like just from home or whatever as i said text each other thumbs question mark or just like look at each other from like across the room and just do like a a thumb motion blow the 3ds him and he i have never beat him at the map at the course tiktok clock i have played I, i beat him once in TikTok clock mirror mode, but in non-mirror mode, I have not beat him one time. What's in TikTok mirror clock. mode? Oh, mirror mode is the same course, but flipped like a mirror. It's oh, like usually, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. Usually when you beat all the, the courses, like at 150 CC in a Mario Kart, now you unlock all the courses, but backwards. So literally instead of a right turn, it would be a left turn. You know but you I mean? would set so, like if you said if you go through green arch first, you're still going through the green arch. But instead of going left, you go right, kind of thing. It's not like you've turned yeah. around and you're running the track in reverse. No, exactly. You're you're not running it backwards. It's literally like mirror mode. So it's like right. even all like if there's like a word, like say there's like it says Mario or something, like the Mario would be backwards. Like it would be like backward. I would I was supposed to say backwards O <laughs> or M or M. Yeah, a backwards O. Yada yada yada. And a backwards Anyways, I. Exactly. So anyway, so used to play a lot of that. Then, um, you know, play, played a lot of, uh, again, I never owned a Wii back in the day, but my buddy Jeff, who owned the GameCube, I would go to his house and play the uh, Mario Kart Wii a shit ton. I played so much of the Mario Kart Wii back in the day. We used to play like online and stuff. That was just like, you know, a, a better iteration of Mario Kart DS. I believe there was like gliders added to that. So you could like, gl- Did- yeah, there were glide. Uh, gliders yeah did, did it still have the double dash thing the two no people no no double dash double dash was the only uh iteration that had the two drivers and they didn't like branch off to a se- separate series no, of games no. it was just the one time it was just a one-off uh hmm. that was what they did it was like the gimmick for that one that they never brought back they never kind of like they re- never even like brought back a mode or anything like that literally the only time they did that was for double dash so and, and some of those courses are like some of those um races like the courses from from the ds one are still so iconic so anyway so i i played the wii one a bunch 
Uh, so so that that was that was a lot of fun. That was like kind of like after high school, you know, in college, like going over to like friends' houses and playing like a lot of like the like the Wii with the uh, classic wheel. Remember the wheel? Like it was like the Wii wheel that you could like stick the Vaguely. the the controller. It was like a plastic driving wheel. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I think I kind of remember this thing now. Good. Yeah, if it's, if it's what I pictured in my head, Ugh. yeah, it was white. It was white, yeah. and you just stuck the controller in. I'm it. pretty sure it's what I pictured. There's the throwback to our gimmick episode. Check, check out our past episode on gaming gimmicks. But yeah, that was definitely a gimmick with the uh, the Wiimote being slotted into the wheel to to play that. I never played like that. Like I think I tried it as like a joker a, a couple times. But yeah, I, I just remember like at that time, like it was just so like. You if you if you were chilling at somebody's house, like like they would just pull out the Wii and like you would just be playing Mario Kart. Mm. Like I just remember playing so much Wii Mario Kart at like people's houses, just like chilling out, having some drinks, smoking some weed, whatever. Just like playing Rock Band. <laughs> I remember like that oh, was yeah. like like that like that time frame was like you'd be either playing Rock Band or like or Guitar Hero, whatever, one of those two, or Mario Kart Wii. Like that's like what you did you know what i mean so so that was a lot of fun i remember rock band yeah yeah and then and then yeah so i'll uh that'll be that's that's it for like the the mid period i'll I'll go into like the current era uh i guess after i uh throw it back to you okay well to wrap up this journey of civilization there are two civilizations where things got different civilization five then civilization six civilization five's big change were two things one up until now, it had been on a grid map, like basically whatever square you were on. You could go north, south, east, west, northeast, north, south, no, north, south. I guess I was just staying still. Uh, southeast, southwest, north, northeast. Wait, I ran out of compass points. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was kind of like a very um, grid based system, which added a sort of. I don't know how to describe, but it it, it does a, a grid is not how the world is based upon so it's it looks very artificial like your coastline might be trying to look like the coastline of france even with high graphics but it's still kind of great but what they switched to was actually a hex based system where the map was now a bunch of hexagon maps kind of like uh, traditional wargaming maps were and while that in a way actually limited the number of directions you could go from any given space it sort of gave the the map a more organic feel. Plus, also at this point, this was 2010 when Civilization Five came out, and graphics had started like ramping up in their quality from versus the previous iteration which came out in 2005 and the one before that in 2001 like there were vast graphical jumps in those years and it actually looked really good it also had a very more abstract interface like not abstract it was telling you everything but it was it had a very art deco look and a very stylized look to it and it added religion as a thing and uh, it also added culture where Instead of just winning by beating up your neighbors or getting into space faster than them, you could just simply out-influence them. You had more culture in the world. The rest of the world just basically eventually just gave in to you the massive weight of your culture, which would be like everyone going, oh, you know what? Fuck, fine. American blue jeans for everybody. So I guess it's kind of like the late 80s? I don't know. But uh, so that was Civilization Five, which was... I'm going to say probably the apex of the Civilization series. Like, if anyone was to tell me, ask me, or tell me and then ask me, uh, what ga- which version I would recommend, I would probably go with Civilization Five because once you have all the expansions and once it does all the things, like, you start introducing things like civics, where you get to choose not just what technology to research with your civilization, but also kind of how your civilization is going to go. And not just simply 
up until this version was like, you are a democracy, you're a communist government, you are a fascist government, you're a monarchy. Now it became things like you could sort of pick and choose different types of like you were a militarist sort of thing, but you were also agrarian focused, but you were also focused on building wonders. Like it gave you a lot more granularity with how you could run your government in the game. So Civilization V kind of got it all right. And then I'm going to take one brief detour. In 2014, they released Civilization Beyond Earth, which was basically Civilization. We kind of want to make Alpha Centauri again, but we want to make it way more dull. Did you like it? No? Okay. How how was it more dull? Uh, It just really... Just like clunkier? No, it's sort of... The funny thing was, is it was very... First of all, it didn't quite have the same style as uh, Alpha Centauri. Like, it felt very sort of... Alpha Centauri kind of felt like it was thrown together by a bunch of punk rock uh, design students. Civilization Beyond Earth felt, which was very much essentially a new version of Alpha Centauri, uh, felt like it was put together by a bunch of design students who wanted to work at Apple. Um, it had very sort of like, it, 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 it was it was weirdly lifeless. And one of the things, this is such a minor thing. So if you ever play a game with different factions, when you choose them, you usually, each faction has a symbol, whether it's a shield in like a, in a, like a medieval game or like, you know, a banner or whatever. In this game, and this really bugged me, and this is such a stupid thing to have annoy you. All the faction symbols looked like they were designed by the same person. All had the same sort of style. Like there was no like, Ooh, yeah, that's the military faction because it's got kind of like a military. Like, Ooh, this is the agrarian. You know, it's got kind of a tree. It was just very sort of. It wasn't very interesting, and it what it tried to do to recapture the style and success of Alpha Centauri, it basically didn't succeed on any real level. It's kind of funny, like it came out and then was like not mentioned again within like a couple months i think they released like one dlc that they must have been working on at the time of uh releasing the initial game and then after that like like kaiser soze it's kind of like yeah maybe it existed i don't know like i really honestly i I kind of forgot about it until i was like doing research for this podcast and this thing only came out like eight years ago and i was like oh that's right they did make a civilization between civ 5 and civ 6 so yeah civilization beyond earth you could ignore it, and I pretty much did too. <laughs> Bought it, played it for like two weeks or so, three weeks, and then was like, nah, this isn't very good. Soulish cash grab? No. No, you know what? That is actually kind of the shame of it. It didn't feel like a soulless cash grab. It was more of a we're trying it's 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 kind of like when we're a, scraping the bottom of the barrel nah, for ideas type thing? Nah. It's like when you go to a club and there's all the youths are dancing and they're having a good time. And then there's that one guy who's 45 and has gray in his beard. Um, not me, of course. Who's at the club who's, just, who's still kind of dancing. Like, you know when somebody, it's just like, I know what you're trying to do, but it's not your time anymore. You know, it's like, it's sort of like, Alpha Centauri worked because it came out like at a certain time and with a certain style ethos behind it. And Civilization Beyond Earth tried to recapture that, but somehow it got all kind of smoothed out. Like any of the rough edges that made Alpha Centauri good became kind of just sort of boring and bland. And it was very like... It, it didn't have any personality to it, really. It, it tried to, but it just, it was like, it was trying to recapture a glory that it just simply couldn't. The game worked functionally fine and was, you know, if you played a civilization game, it was civilization, you research technology expansion, blah, 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 blah. But it just never quite got there. So I will end now my section on my most recent version with the most recent version of Civilization, which came out 
Six years ago. Wow. I've got to Google to see if they're working on seven. And this would be Civilization Six, which introduced some interesting mechanics, like um, instead of simply building farm on a region or, or a mine or whatever, you start developing like this is a university. You start building buildings within the university hex, and this is your uh, factory hex. You start building like factory upgrades and stuff like that. It also added a ton of new options for. Uh, diplomacy, I guess, would be... Yeah, diplomacy. Espionage. I mean, that was already in there, but, like, it sort of... It fleshed it out a lot of things. It basically built on a lot of what Civilization Five did, but kind of like my declining interest in the series as a whole, it's sort of like, it's good, and every couple years I reinstalled and play, like, for a full game or two, like, from Neolithic to, like, the future... But it, it, there's something about it where it just it it doesn't it doesn't capture the magic. No, no. I, I think weirdly, Civilization series was a series that when I was growing up, I, video games for me were a relatively solitary experience. Both because simply we, you know, internet gaming wasn't really a thing in the early '90s. I mean, it was like on BBS boards and stuff like that. But generally speaking, like you know, the average home PC was just pretty much you you put in discs. That was it. Um, I mean, there was a social aspect that my family also liked the games, but it, and as I got older, I think I do enjoy single player games, but I found myself needing more. If I'm going to sit down and play a game, I need more story or motivation, or I need to be playing online with people like in the way that like in 2014, when Civilization Beyond Earth came out, Destiny came out and that's how you and I became good friends, I believe, because we both love this game. Destiny? Yeah. It, oh, it's that it's that it's that it's looter the, shooter from Bungie, right? No, 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 no. It's the deck building game from uh, Blizzard, the one where you like uh, are dwarves and you're looking for the destiny. Oh, you build like a deck, like a like a back porch. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a construction simulator. It's sort of like a train uh, power washing train station simulator game. Sorry, uh, sorry, Boyan. Yeah, no, you know, Boyan, to get it's going to happen every it. episode, man. We're going to talk about the game. Uh, but yeah, so like now. The Civilization series is fine, and I, I quite like Stellaris, which is essentially a science fiction civilization space. But I will say with Civ Six, I enjoyed playing it, and I did play a lot of it, but it always felt like something was missing because I think one of the problems with the game is, is that the first part is great, where you're expanding. You're like, oh, shit, what's around this mountain? Ooh, look, I found some jade. That's going to be great to develop. You know, ooh, oh, no, the Greeks are my neighbors, or Egypt. Oh, God, Egypt, the nation that constantly goes... I hate the size of you. Look at your army. So weak, pathetic. Next turn. Ah, you have a big army like me. That's great. Next turn. I hate your army. So weak and pathetic. Next turn. Yeah, just, it's madness. However, whoever programmed the uh, Egypt civilization for Civ 6. But the by the end game, it's still basically the same thing where you're basically creating this giant machine of uh, economic and military infrastructure i guess for lack of a better term and trying to make it all work to beat your neighbors towards a certain goal and i think civ 6 while it did introduce some things that were interesting like the developing hexes didn't really do much beyond that like it sort of felt like yeah this is still just a civilization game and truth be told i mean i'm doing the math right now 91 that's 25 years of a single video game franchise in 2016 so I'm looking forward to Civilization 7, but I really hope they do something different. And I, I, the honest truth is, though, they're kind of locked into what the game is. That I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to try next because they have to do something new. So yeah, so as an adult now in my middle age, I would say Civilization 6, if I wanted to 
simulate a civilization, I'd go to that just because Civ Five does have a little bit of creek around its edges that I'm not a big fan of. Uh, but yeah, so I'm trailing off of the game where Civilization Six, like me, is kind of you know it is like me. It's in its middle age where it's like, all right, I know what this life's about. What do I do to make it interesting? Oh God, this has been a real. You said that already. Yeah. Wow. Wow. This has been a depressing <laughs> episode. I'm really, really taking a harsh reality, a harsh look at my life here. All right. Well, I cry. Uh, what about you? What was your, uh, what was Mario Kart up to in the recent years? So just to, just to kind of speak on uh, Age of Empires a little bit. Oh, sorry. Wow. Uh, Wait, was it Age? Okay, never mind. Civilization. Yeah, I know. I know. I was going to say the only time I, I've never actually played a Civ game, but the only time I played it when it was reskinned as Star Wars Battlegrounds. But now I'm thinking it was actually Age of. Empires I think that is Age of. Uh, the the yeah. truth is, if you don't play these types of games much, it's very easy to confuse. Uh, I can see someone confusing Age of Empire and Civilization. They are distinctly different games, but unless you're 100%. like well into them. I Even see- as I was saying it now, I was like, I speak to speak on Age of Empires. Like I knew yeah. subconsciously that they weren't the right game, but I'm just also brain. It's it, it, it's an understandable mistake unless you're into them. But yeah, anyway, I, I I like I've never played a Civ game. I feel like I would enjoy them. I just like RTS games. Like I've played like well, it's not you know, RTS. Warcraft. It's not. It's turn based. Is uh that's that's the big difference between Age of Empires and Civilization. Age of Empires is like constantly watching your guys do the thing. You got to keep it. Yeah. Civilization is like you go. Okay, what are we doing in the year eighteen twenty five A.D.? All right, I thought it had an build RTS. This? Nope. Uh, Turn based to it ever since start all the way to the end. I mean, I'm gonna believe you. You've played. You've played it for oh, thirty years. Twenty five years. Zero. Well, no, no. I guess actually thirty years. Thirty one. Zero seconds. Oh my of it. god! What am I doing with my life? That's so funny. I'm stupid. I no, thought, I, I thought it again. Was, I thought it was turn based. Like I, I was just I saying a moment like, I knew, ago, I, I knew t- everything you were. I knew everything you were saying about it, but I thought there was also like an RTS element. No, no, there's none of that. Cr- like we got to gather this stuff in order to build. You do have to gather materials, but you you basically issue orders, and then they do it. Would you say it's like closer to Risk than it would be like yes, an RTS? Very much so. Or, Where okay, it's like, like each I, civilization goes at a time, of- and then eventually comes back to your turn. You do your you do your commands. You say build this, invade here, research this, mine this hill. Okay, go. Okay. They do it, okay. and then everybody else takes a turn kind of thing. It's, it's, it's I very thought, organized. I, there was, I, knew that, I knew there was all that, but then I also thought there was RTS, like, base building. like Well, not base building, but, like, fucking city building. Yeah. Okay. Again, if, if you don't, if you haven't played Civilization and you weren't into Age of Empires too much, I can see how you would you be in your head like all these games seem so similar. It's kind of yeah, like absolutely, absolutely. for me thinking like, oh, you know what, all Final Fantasy Zelda games are kind of the same when really, no, they're not. They're very different games. But in my head, sometimes, like especially with the different Final Fantasy games, I know it's within one series. They all seem like kind of the same game to me, but I know they're very distinct games, each one of them. Same thing between Civil Agent and Empires. So I totally yeah, understand yeah, what yeah, I'm saying. Cool cool no i well i've as i said i've never played a civ game uh in my life like i've never like i know the memes like i've like seen like the gandhi memes and stuff like that oh, yeah gandhi but, loves to nuke yeah gandhi that's the only thing i, <laughs> I, I can tell you I I, do you wonder what that exactly why that happens yes mathematics there was like there was there was something about like the algorithm was programmed wrong or something but what like it that, is right? is basically everything on your piece scale goes from zero to 99 which oh and it rolls over exactly so if you and gani sits at something like a 95 which is almost like two like right at the top of the piece but if you do enough things to make him angry it rolls over to a zero which is like you know what i'm fucking new or you make him happy doesn't like you make him like start at like 90 whatever then you make him happy 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 and then he would roll over to angry uh, yeah it's something like that um 
maybe that's what it is. I can't remember. But there is a way, basically, if you just keep interacting with him. I thought it was if you do, like, he would overreact to slights. Like, you'd be like, oh, you just moved your guy, your troops next to my border, which in the game is not a big deal. But, it, like, it was something about that. But basically, the mathematics was he would get pushed so far in one direction that he'd wrap around to the original number, like you said, yeah. go to zero and be like, all right, well, it's fucking nuke time. That's funny. Yeah, I definitely heard about that. But that's all I really know is, like, the, like, so yeah, so I'll uh, I'll 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 move on to my so but before I got into uh, the last section of kind of like you know adulthood, kind of tailing on to the end of adolescence into adulthood was I want to talk about for Mario Kart was a big resurgence playing the Mario Kart SNES with my brother. So I I think I've messaged, I've mentioned this in the uh, episode before, but my brother and I, we had a big uh, resurgence of playing Mario Kart. Even to this day, we'll still, uh, like, I'll bring the SNES Mini um, to his house and we'll we'll hook that up and, and, like, play all night after his kids have gone to bed. But... Like we had this big, we called it. We'd always be like, "Do you want to play some? Do you want? Do you want to play some?" And we it evolved into like calling it Plessum. So like, you want to Plessum? Plessum? Then we would just be like Plessum. Uh, <laughs> so like that was Mario Kart, and we like it like him and I would evolve like like when we were. This was when we were like in a high school, pretty much. So like. You know, it'd be like a Friday night. I'd be out with my friends getting into all sorts of trouble, whatever, like having some drinks, you know, smoking, whatever. Come home all buzzed. And like there would be my brother who would also be coming home around the same time. So we'd be at home like I'm three years older than him. We were both in high school at the time, whatever. So I come home. I'd be like feeling good. He'd be feeling good. It's like a Friday night. And we like bless him. And we were just like we had like our own language that like all our like we gave like all these like like names to like situ like specific situations and stuff like that be like oh that was that was a good this oh well, we did this and like so we just had our own language associated with the game and to the point where i remember there was one time i remember this so distinctly where him and i came home after after school one day and we were uh like it was like super early. My parents got home at like six. So him and I were outside. It's like three thirty. My parents are home at six. It's like, you know, three thirty. We got off at three. It's like three thirty. Beautiful summer day. We're just like chiefing on this big old joint. We're like, oh yeah, we're gonna smoke this joint. We're gonna get some snacks and we're gonna pless them. Like it's gonna be the best. So we're just like chiefing on this joint, like whatever, like just enjoying it. As I said, it's like a beautiful like spring or summer day. It was like kind of like end of the school year all of a sudden my mom sticks her head outside and she just looks at us and just like i could smell that from down the street and we're just like oh no like i guess they had my parents had got off work early that day or something as i said they were home earliest six o'clock usually between six and six thirty so we had hours and hours of time mom just pops her head out we were like in so much trouble so like we just look at each other we're like all right just like take this like take this punishment take this like anger whatever as soon as it's done we're going downstairs we're gonna bless them so just like take this so like i remember we're like getting in trouble my parents are like yelling at us just giving us the one for like i can't believe you do this what would the neighbors think blah 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 all this shit Wait, you know we're just like sorry did she actually say what would the neighbors think yeah okay I mean, sure all right like this is like wow. fucking like 2000 and three i don't know like no not even it was like 2000 and, yeah it was probably like 2003 so it's like it's not legalized for uh, like a long time and we're just sitting out on the back porch at three o'clock in the afternoon smoking a big old cannon yeah of course she's gonna be like what are the neighbors gonna think 
Anyway, like, but that was a small thing, but it was more like, you know, your school, blah, 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 this and that, money, it's bad for you. Just a whole, like, they already, like, caught us before, but, like, never this flagrantly. So the whole time, we're just like, just take it. We're going to go downstairs and, and play Mario Kart. So finally, we took it. We went downstairs. We're playing Mario Kart. All of a sudden, my, like, dad opens the door to the downstairs. I'm doing, like, a door opening motion with my hand. I don't know why. I could feel it. Opens opens the downstairs door and he starts yelling at us and we're like trying to play mario kart and we're just like no we got in trouble enough and you you said your piece we're we're, like, we're done and we're just so high i remember it was like the stinkiest we too i remember like while we were rolling it we're just like oh like, wait you were still, still get- blazing down in your basement were you no 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 no, no. Okay. but like we're still high like this was like 15 minutes like they got yelled at for like i don't know 15 minutes or something and then we're like all right and then like my dad tried to continue and we're just like no we got yelled at enough like we're good like we understand let us be high in the basement now please and play mario kart we didn't say that to him but it was like okay like you said your piece what are you gonna do like keep yelling at us we know we fucked up we're high let us play our let us play our mario kart god damn so anyway so anyway, uh, so that's one. Do your parents listen Sorry, to the ahead. podcast? Uh, no, but even if they did, they know because they were the ones that caught us. Oh, I was going to say, get off their backs. Come on. Oh, yeah. Come on, mom and dad. Come on. Be geez. cool. <sighs> now now they're obviously cool with it because it's we're adults and also it's legalized. But anyway, so long story short, so we still play Mario Kart to this day. We still use the same stupid language like like we didn't it's not like a language like we'd be like speaking in tongues while playing the game it was more like we just created all these like jargon? words for situ- yeah jargon jargon perfect word for it all this like jargon for like you know when you like do something enough where it's like there's certain situations where it's like these situations happen all the time in this game but like there's no word for it so we would just like make up a word for it i don't know anyway um and like the, in the, the words never like we're like oh we need to make up a word for this it was just like they just evolved anyway. So long story short. So moving into like the uh, long story short, I know why I'm saying that when I'm going to continue this long story, moving into the uh, final phase of Mario Kart, which would be uh, Mario Kart on 3DS. I bought it. I bought a 3DS and that was one of the first, you know, games I bought was Mario Kart uh, 7 for 3DS. And I had a ton of fun. That one I played. Uh, I remember I started work around. I remember I bought a 3DS just after I started at uh, working at where we currently work now. Um, and I remember being remember when we were at the old building on uh, Sherborne? Was it? It was like Adelaide. Adelaide. Right. Right. So it was on Adelaide. Um, so we were at the old building and I remember always having my 3DS there, like playing 3DS overnight, just playing a lot of uh, a lot of the Mario Kart. And then I remember um, once we moved to the new building, I still brought my 3DS all the time. And I remember there was a guy that started working with the company. Uh, his name was Mike. And uh, big shout out to Mike. I don't think he listens to the podcast, but shout out to Mike. Yeah. Shout out to him anyways. Yeah. He uh, also was a big Nintendo guy. I've you know been a Nintendo fan my whole life. He was also a big Nintendo fan. And he would also bring his 3DS to work. So him and I would, you know, just at some point over the night, you know, when he had some downtime, I had some downtime. We just, you know, spent a nice half hour, 45 minutes just like playing Mario Kart every night. And my, I'm going to say my favorite course, my favorite course of all time on Mario Kart is Neo Bowser City. What I love about Neo Bowser City, it's a very tight, fast track, lots of corners, very unforgiving, where if you go off the track, you're going off the course. Like you just go off the course. Like, you know what I mean? You have like Lackey 2 has to grab you with his fishing pole. He has to bring you back on the course. But what's what's really cool about the course is 
it's it's raining, but then half the course is in tunnels. So you go between this like very like you're taking all these like tight corners dry but then you switch instantly from taking all these tight corners in like the pouring rain so you have this like cool dynamic of like these like tight dry corners and like tight wet corners they handle differently completely differently completely differently and you have to just you just have to play it like you just have to be like all right i'm in the tunnel now i know i have to like you know like i I can be a little looser then when you're on the the rain you just know like okay i gotta start turning and like you literally like that whole course is you have to be doing the next turn like what you have to be turning for the next turn like when you're on this turn you're already starting the next turn you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it just you just have to be that good anyway it's it was my favorite course it still is it was originally I, i think it was originally on the 3ds i can't remember what it was originally on but anyway so uh we we, we loved it. it we we would play it all the time work his also that's what i was gonna say he, also his favorite course was neo bowser city we would play it every night at least once and it was always it's like damn near 50 50 like i would win sometimes he would win sometimes it, like it was so even we were both so good at that game so anyway so while while this was happening the mario kart for the wii u came out this was mario kart 8 the newest edition of mario kart other than deluxe for the switch which i'll get into so mario kart 8 was released for the wii u so i was playing a shit ton of wii u at home um now this was you know a time when um i lived on my own i lived with two uh on my own i mean like i moved out of my my parents house i was you know an adult at this time i had i lived with two roommates and i remember all like the whole house we would just play mario kart like like girlfriends like i had my girlfriend at the time my friend uh one of my roommates his girlfriend would play with us my other roommates like we would just have these like big mario kart nights where we would just play tons of mario kart all night like we would play online we play against each other whatever it was just a shit ton of fun but like during this time i would still be bringing my 3ds to work and playing mario kart 7 the older one at work so i remember there was one night where um they announced all the uh remake they were remaking a bunch of the old levels uh for dlc for the wii u version and him and i mike and i real like we read together we read the list at the same time the release list i'm like have you read the list yet he's like no i'm like hey i'm gonna come by to your office we're gonna read it together so we read what was being remade for the wii u and like the very last one was neo bowser city and him and i lost our fucking minds we did like to this day if I ever talk to Mike, which, you know, we, we, we catch up every once in a while. If I talk to Mike, we will talk about the goddamn high five that, like, like the Sonic Boom. You know how Krakatoa, like, the Sonic Boom from, like, Krakatoa went around the world, like, five times or something like that? I'm not going to say it went around the world five times, but a good two or three times, like, the shockwave from this high five resonated did, around the Earth. Did it also cause a extremely harsh winter and severe harvest? issues no it, it wasn't that bad but like people from up to two kilometers away were complaining of burst eardrums it was it was that it was you that know what I, me- no. I remember being there one night at work and hearing something now i had headphones on but being like damn that was a loud high five I dude you just- you came into the office with your ears bleeding i had to explain what happened to you oh <laughs> so so it was literally like we just hit i don't know what it was we saw this we saw neo bowser city being remade for the wii u and we just instantly both just went up for this like you know when you just connect on those high fives and it's just like it, it was just 100 percent per and it was just instantly we had to both call it out and be like that was just the best high five of all time and we just we like we were so happy so they they remade it so they um released it for the wii u whatever so now that brings us to the switch i bought the switch they had Mario Kart, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is all, uh, which is Mario Kart 8 
redone battle modes. They they fixed 200 CC, all the DLC, whatever. No double There's dash. New DLC. No double dash, unfortunately. But so it's like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. There is now new DLC being released for it. They just did the first wave a month ago which was fine four new tracks there's going to be another i think there's going to be another 12 new tracks i think there's going to be three more drops of dlc which are going to release four tracks at a time like every like six months are going to release four four new tracks which i mean this game is already like pretty old but i mean i bought my switch i already bought it on wii u i bought my switch i think the very first game I bought was Pokemon, was Pokemon Sword Shield. The second game I bought for Switch was Mario Kart. Like, I'm a piece of shit. Like, I know. Like, I'm get like I'm giving my money to Nintendo. Like, I've I've bought so many Nintendo games multiple times, and I bought them full price. You know what I mean? But it's just like I love that game so much. I love the franchise so much. It's such a good game. I am happy because Mario Kart 8 was such a good game on the Wii U, but the Wii U famously is not the best console and it sold like nothing. Like I think the Wii, I think the Switch outsold the Wii U in like the first like three months or something like that. Like something ridiculous. So it is nice seeing the game get legs on the Switch. Um, it was a beautiful game on Wii U. It, it ran 60 FPS even in two player mode and four player mode. It, dunked it down to 30 fps but i mean it runs as well on the switch it's it's a beautiful game it's damn near perfect at this point like it's just like the the series has been refined now the whole new gimmick is like going uh like anti-gravity so you can go like upside down and stuff like you can do like loop de loops and whatever because you're like like uh cart is anti-grav it's like stuck to the track mm-hmm. so it's just, it's, it's just the, the, like, uh, I'm sorry that your series, you know, it's, it's kind of like maybe run its course a little bit at this point. Maybe, who knows, maybe the new evolution will, like, the next game will evolve it. But I, like, I will say, like, Mario Kart knows what it's good at and it plays into its strengths. And I think other than Double Dash, like, as I said, Double Dash was like a departure for the series where, like, they kind of switch. I mean, the, the, the core mechanics are the same. You're driving a cart and you're shooting items like you know what i mean like that's been you know there's crash bandicoot racing there's sonic racing there's like nickelodeon racing there's just a ton of kart racers that have spawned since mario kart and they've all been fine like i remember playing a bunch of crash team racing because i had a playstation so i I played a bunch of crash team racing because i didn't have a 64 and i won you know i wanted my fix and all of them are fine to varying degrees some are better than others some are absolute shit some are you know pretty fucking good i remember there's like diddy kong racing like back in the day on 64 also which was good because it kind of like implemented this more of like kind of like a story mode open world kind of feeling to it you can like fly planes and stuff so there are games that have come along that have you know maybe been as good um or maybe in some respects better but it's just like nothing's gonna touch mario kart like it's just so refined and it's just like like they just know exactly how to make those games that I only have hope and like for Switch, I feel I don't think there's gonna be a new Mario Kart for Switch. So I think whenever they release their their next I, I, I like the rumors are there's gonna be like a, a Switch part two. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if there's gonna be another Mario Kart for a long time, but what we have now, there's only they're only adding courses to it. The mechanics, the graphics, like everything is just da- like I could I literally don't think I could ask for anything more in the franchise other than more tracks which are coming. And I mean I would love like to be able to communicate with people while I play, but whatever. I just open Discord and then just chat with people, like chat while we're while uh, chat Discord while we're playing Mario Kart type thing. Damn it, man! They need to bring back Double Dash. I'm angry about this. That sounded like the most interesting thing. 
bring back Double I Dash wish. or die in heck, Nintendo. Every and there employee. is a big, there's a big community that like likes Double Dash. Like obviously, no matter what, there's gonna be a big community behind every single thing. But like, there's a passionate community about that game. It's definitely. Like, I've talked to other people growing up. Like, I've talked to other people who have also played Double Dash. Like, I remember my one buddy I used to work with uh, talked about how he was a little bit younger than me. And he would always play it with his mom. And his mom, him and his mom had that, like, mind meld when they were in the same car. Mm. And it's like, I'm sure there's, like, just tons of stories of people who have played that game with, like, you know, a girlfriend, a brother, a sister, a best friend, whatever. Their parents, their uncle, whatever. I'm just sure that there's just tons of stories of people that are like, I play, I played that game for hours upon like tens of hours with this other person in my life. And you just get this like mind meld, this like centered, this psychic synergy between the people as they're playing. Right. And it's, it's just, it's, it's really fun. And like, I, I do wish that they would bring it back, but I understand why they don't. Are, are cousins not allowed to play? I noticed you omitted them. Cousins, step parents, grandparents, acquaintances, teachers, Guidance counselors, bosses, other people on the train beside you. What about medical staff, like doctors and nurses? No, no, no? absolutely no? not. That, okay. that's there is a line you patient, need to draw somewhere, and that is where you should that's draw. That's doctor-patient confidentiality. Like, you don't want to yeah, go into that. Yeah. But I guess that's going to wrap it up. I'm hopeful for the future of Mario Kart. I am, too, for Civilization, but I need to see something new. I don't know why I said that in such a weird way, but... You know, like, I don't know. Also, make Canada civilization off the bat, for God's sake. Yeah, sure. I had to pay 15 bucks to get an expansion with Canada by Wilfred Laurier, a guy with a troubled past. Read the Wikipedia <laughs> entry. Yeah. But yeah, so before we finish up, I just wanted to give a big shout out. We don't do it enough, but uh, I just wanted to give a big shout out to like the back end crew of, uh, you know, the podcast of Buffs and Nerfs. Big shout out to Boyan. You might remember him from, you know, the Mind Refinery podcast. Also, he's been on a bunch of the Buffs and Nerfs podcast. Always Boyan glad to have is, him. Yeah. Boyan is uh, our, our editor. He takes out all my likes and ums. And I'm sure there's still a bunch in there. Um, he take there's one right there. He takes out uh, Sam's, uh, you know, questionable comments. And no, I'm joking. Uh, but yeah, he, you know, he he makes us sound. One good was submitted from this to- episode. Everyone, we'll we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I, I just want to uh, give a big thank you to Boyan, also to uh, George, who, uh, you know, uploads everything to, you know, Apple and Spotify. So George, big shout out to George and a big thank you to him for, you know, taking care of that back end stuff. You know, the uploads and the, the metadata and, you know, the whole RSS feeds. I, I don't know. I don't know what happens. So big shout outs to Boyan and George. Absolutely, 100%. I, I would like to second those shout-outs to Boyan and George and all the Mind Refinery people for supporting us for almost two years now. Yeah, and Boyan, uh, just take that all out now. So- <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't don't leave anything in that makes you sound like, you know, I, I don't want you to get a, don't think above your station. That's that's just for yourself. Take take it out of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, again, th- th- I'm all not. jokes aside, big thank you to... <laughs> <laughs> big thank you to Boyan and George, and like and like Sam said, big thank you to uh, Mind Refinery for uh, you know presenting us and and giving us a, a, a home on the uh, podcast channel and also their Instagram, which leads us into yeah. So check out uh, Mind Refinery on YouTube, Instagram, 
Uh, Twitter, our Instagram is our most lively. You can also find us on Facebook, but we're posting all sorts of content that we have been putting out over the years, kind of doing a bit of a retrospective, much of like kind of like spec commercials, music videos, just like a bunch of short stuff that we've put out over the years. We've just kind of been digging through the archives and posting. Again, uh, you can check out uh, Mind Refinery on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, all our old episodes are on there from uh, mind refinery then we had uh, older stuff with um you know the rhythm section and then we also had the movie podcast that i can't remember the name of and also us buffs and nerfs we have i don't know how many episodes do we have now like 20 oh i feel like it's gotta be more than 20 i feel like we might be closing in on we should we should have some sort of numbered <laughs> celebration yes i don't know whenever we reach a number <laughs> whatever that is we'll we'll celebrate it this our is diamond our jubilee <laughs> diamond jubilee that would be our 70th is it 100th? 100th i don't know is it a jubilee 50 i don't know i have no idea Yeah, maybe i don't know did the queen just have one because she's like 2000 years old or something i don't know well i mean human year she's in her Abolish 90s the but she's uh lizard with a skin of a he- i'm kidding the monarchy's great <laughs> um, no i said abolish the monarchy and i stand uh, by it you know what i'll you know what i'm gonna say my stance on the monarchy is eh. who cares yeah, yeah. you know it's like they're not they're not harming me but yo if uh caribbean nation you visit starts off by saying we don't want you anymore you might want to stop going there maybe cancel the whole trip william all Are right you talking about haiti uh, no, it was uh, Jamaica. They went to Jamaica and were oh Jamaica, right, right, yeah, right, 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 right. Like really recently, it was just like ooh. They were like, hey, thanks for coming. We don't want you here anymore. And the funny thing is, Jamaica just like decriminalized weed. Like I think like two years ago or something like that. Anyway, so you think there's a connection? People get high no, and they go saying, like, wait a minute, man, we like don't need the monarchy. What are they doing there? Why no, I'm just saying they're like they're like known for weed, but they only decriminalized it like two years ago. I think it was like pretty. I think anyway. All right, so that's our Caribbean uh, politics and economics and social uh, podcast that we uh, are such a great place to talk about. So tune in next time for this very Republican podcast, not United States Republican. I'm going to stop you right there. But British Republican. Where can people find you online? Uh, They can find me online wherever there is trouble. I'll be there. Wherever there is a cry going out and a justice undone. I'll be there. But I'll also be on Instagram at Sam underscore last name. All spelt out. No actual underscore. It really. You know when you're making a name and it's just like, ah, oh, what am I going to get? Like, oh, no, this is taken. That's that's what you get. Um, no, because my, mine has never, ever been taken. I can get whatever I want because it's so it's it's unique. Uh, there's like there there is literally an irish folk song about me johnny cash has sung my name in a song there's also i think an admiral of the united states navy whose name was sam hall hmm. uh but yeah that's basically it for now uh and yeah i'm gonna be starting to post again soon so watch out instagram i can be found on uh you know twitter Instagram, uh, it's at L-A-N-C-A-E-L-A-E-N-C-I-A-E. Um, you can find me there. Um, I don't know. I don't post too often, but if you want to talk to me, go ahead. I'm lonely. Head on that note. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess it's time to say goodbye, everybody. Thank you very much for your time, Sam. It was uh, Pleasure illuminating. I learned, I learned so much today about uh video games and also you i think right now i'm at the closest i've ever been in a while to picking up a switch to get mario kart but nah brace buddies for life
Um, what buddies? Brace buddies. Oh, Remember brace, brace. Thank God you had a B at Did the front of that. Did you say race buddies? I was like, wait, wait, what? Because I know it's racing. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's, let's call something else. Imagine. Imagine. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, this was the last episode of... Uh, With possibly. a B. B. Bra- brace buddies. Uh, again, B-B. if you had headgear, you... I mean, yes. Yes. It was it was like itchy too. It was like painful. It would just sort of press on your neck and headgear and neck gear at the same time. Oh. And on that note, thank you all for joining. Take it easy, everybody.